Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. We have exciting news today. It will yes. only be slightly dated, uh, technically, by the time this releases. We still won't know like what the actual news is. Nintendo Direct is happening tomorrow, which will be oh, the day boy. this actually goes up. Uh, oh, I can't wait. That's right. This news, this just broke just 10 minutes ago, a mere 10 minutes ago. We're on top of things. We're here at the forefront of Nintendo news because we love Nintendo so much. That's right. It's the best. Hashtag respect Nintendo. Nintendo's the best. There's nobody better. We just love them. There's such a great console, such high frame rates. Nobody's better. Yeah, I love it when my console gets very, very hot. Uh, yeah, me too. It gets cold in the winter, and when you have a nice piping hot Nintendo Switch on your lap, uh, giving you third degree burns all over your thigh, nothing feels better. Uh, Nintendo of America says tune in at 9.23 at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Well, that's pretty late. Uh, for a Nintendo Direct live stream featuring roughly 40 minutes of information focused mainly on Nintendo Switch games launching this winter. <laughs> okay. All of Shin Megami Tensei 5, 40 minutes of it. Well, that sounds alright. That does. That'd be the first <laughs> Nintendo Direct that I'd actually be interested in. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what could possibly be coming out for the switch before the end of the year well okay metroid dread yeah but that's that, next month it, yeah that's so soon that yeah. like they say this winter and that's fall so yeah but it's also they're saying okay yeah they're saying specifically winter i was gonna say if they're categorizing that as everything that is coming out between the time that video goes out there and the end of the year then absolutely metroid dread will be in it uh, it still might even be. then they need to fill time with something i suppose yeah i was gonna say even then i bet it's in there yeah a new smash dlc probably i don't know yeah they might like just give the trailer for like who that new character is going to be that, I is that bet. new uh it's the last character i think uh is um mercifully that, yes is that new pokemon character or that a uh, new pokemon game supposed to be out this year uh, the one that looks really bad the rcs one Sure. This, Larry, are you talking about the Souls like Pokemon Legends Arceus? <laughs> yes, that's right. The Souls like. <laughs> of course, because you can die in it. That's that's correct. Uh yeah, I think that's supposed to be out by the end of the year. Okay, maybe that'll be there then. Grim. That that thing is supposed to be yeah, out Grim, so soon. Grim was a TV show. Oh right. Uh, Grim. Maybe the like Diamond and Pearl remakes are also supposed to be out by the end of the year. Those seem like better. I, I don't know if you've seen footage of that game, but like it it looks no. 
more competently made because they're just doing as faithful of a remake as they possibly can. Like, that's the one game that Game Freak knows how to make, so of course it looks better than that Arceus shit. That's debatable, but okay. Mm. I, would I mean, I still don't want to play it, like, but... Game Freak knows how to make is Drill Dozer. Yeah, and then wait until they announce a new Drill Dozer and they somehow fuck that up. Oh, and then you gotta live with a bad Drill Dozer. I don't want to live in that world. Me either. So I hope that they just they do nothing but make Pokemon games now. I don't want another Pulse, man. I don't want another Drill Dozer. I mean, I do, but I don't want it from those guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. What else could be coming out? Breath of the Wild 2. Pfft. Fuck it. That won't be happening. No. Didn't they actually announce a, a date for that? No. Where they gave like a, a release no, on the window family? Okay. Uh, maybe like they maybe they said twenty twenty two, I think. Oh, wow. oh good good wide twenty twenty two. Wow. That's definitely coming out. Oh yeah. Well when when they just give a vague year, that definitely means it'll be like in the net, in the first couple of months of that year. Yeah. Uh Metroid Prime four. <laughs> Mask off! You already looked up a list of things no, before I, we started here. I did not. Um, I I have it open in another tab, but I've not actually looked at the list. I know, but you but you did bring it up, so I'm saying we have it at the ready here for you okay. to tell us exactly. All right, Nintendo Switch games are uh, coming. FIFA 22. Not no. <laughs> On Switch, you can't even get the really good hair effects. So what's the point? Fritch on on Fritch on Switch, you can't get a good frame rate. So what's the point? Uh, Alan Wake remastered. No, I'm not going to do all the multi-platform things. Um, okay, good. Because otherwise, there's a lot. But why would you play any of those on the Nintendo Switch when there's uh, many other options available to you? Mm-hmm. Unless like you're one of those people who only owns a Switch, in which case, yeah, like, that's yeah, sure, portable. That's true. Uh, God, Larry, uh, October looking like a slim month. Mario Party Superstars is out on the 29th. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Metroid Dread, of course, which we already mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, November. All right. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Di- Diamond and Shining Pearl is out on the okay. 19th of November, so that will be one of them. Um, remember, remember the nineteenth of November. Clockwork Aquario, which I'm sure what? that's not a new Clockwork Night. No, yeah, it's not a new Clockwork Night. Damn it! They should make another Clockwork Night. No, uh, <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Okay, in December, uh, Advance Wars One Plus Two reboot. Oh, camp. okay. So well, that that's something. that makes sense. Uh. Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, which is the alternate title for this podcast. <laughs> that would Welcome be like a, to the Brain Zone. That would be a game show where you would get like Ken Jennings to like be a trivia contest against the Brain Gremlin from Gremlins 2. <laughs> He's all jacked up on brain juice to keep up. Yeah. So he just comes out there, his head's all swollen and vascular and pulsating. Yeah, looking like the leader. From Fantastic Four. That's right. He has to be wheelchaired around because this has caused like most of his muscles to atrophy. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> at that point, he's Modoc. Yes. Um, okay, what else is out in December? Um that's it. 
great. <laughs> that's the list. Uh, Halo Infinite. For, uh, it's not for the Switch. Is there anything um, from January 2022? Oh, I'll have to look up the 2022 list. Oh, you messed it up. I did. Hold on. It's right here. So let's see. Not that uh, I feel like oh, this is Elden much Ring. Of a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's coming out in January. No, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is out on the 28th of January. Okay. So we weren't that far off. That game is still coming out relatively soon, and it still looks the way it does, which is not great. Yeah. It would matter more, I guess, if we were into Pokemon, but we are two men in our 30s, so absolutely not. Yeah. Although, I don't know. One of us watches Spongebob Squarepants, so perhaps <laughs> is yeah, infantile it enough. <laughs> it's my favorite you, thing. Like I, you I, were I telling me, up, hey. I started up. <laughs> it's time for my daily Bob, and then I decide which Bob I want to watch today. You just the other day were like, hey, George, you got Paramount Plus. Why don't you watch some Spongebob? Because <laughs> I'm an adult, Larry. Yeah, but also you seem to like have some sort of weird grudge against it because you think it's something it's not. And so that's why I'm saying like maybe you exactly actually watch it, it to find out. No, I know exactly what it is. I've seen an episode of it before. I you know said, what it is. You said everybody's screaming and it's hyperactive. And then you say like, yeah, I remember. I love Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I watched Ren and Stimpy <laughs> when I was a little kid. <laughs> and I thought it was great. All right. I like when they ripped that guy's teeth out and you see the nerve just sticking out of there. Yeah, there's, yeah. Second yeah. who reminded me of that. Oh, good. Larry, what are you playing? Uh, Deathloop, still. Oh. Nothing else has come out. What do you expect? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're playing some other weird crap off of Game Pass. Uh, there has been weird crap released on Game Pass, but I don't really care about any of it. No, well, I okay. I don't care about Skate Bird. It's the same hey, thing as Goose Game. Skate? Yeah, it's uh, it's the same thing as Goose Game, where it's like a pretty crappy to mediocre game, but people love it because hi, ah, bird. Yeah, look, bird, I love a bird. I love skateboard. Birds, not even the bird skateboarding. Birds can't skateboard. I feel if you looked up on YouTube bird skateboarding, you would pull up at least a dozen videos of birds skateboarding. No, because that would be the thing where it's like they just glued the bird's feet to the skateboard and rolled. Oh yeah, they they'd be terrified. It's great. Yeah, (laughs) that bird's not having a good time. It's freaking the fuck out. Here's a cat on the skateboard, and it's like this is animal abuse. Don't do this. (laughs) If you want a good. like dumb animal subgenre video thing on YouTube. Look up cats eating corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. Oh, those little bastards love it. Oh, they do. Oh, they can't get enough of it. Corn on the cob's not for cats, no, but they're I... like way into it. It's great. It's mostly the the butter and salt. I think they're into. Yeah, possibly. Same reason I like corn. Sure. It's not for the corn itself. Are you kidding me? How are you enjoying Deathloop now that you're further into it? More. Um, I feel like it sort of hits its stride once you actually sort of get into the like the actual loop of it. Ooh. Um, into the Deathloop of it. Yeah. Well, also, it's very overwhelming at first. 
because it's like okay i have to learn these four districts i have to learn what's in them and their layouts and like what's going on in them and stuff and so once you sort of figure that out you figure out where everybody is at certain points what you can actually do there um once you start getting abilities and carrying them over between loops all of that stuff it sort of gels in a way i still think this is actually probably arcane's worst game uh at least in a while what? i'm not gonna pretend it's worse than like arx fatalis or dark messiah of might and magic although i will say i forgot to mention last week it, they did bring back the uh dark messiah kick in this game i um, saw the shotgun in this game and it looks really good and yeah. so i don't know how this game is worse than fucking prey it doesn't have a glue gun for one thing mm. um but i do like that they brought the kickback so you can like duke nukem your way around again just like oh, running should, around while kicking constantly i should ask you this before yeah, uh we totally leave the reference to duke nukem uh i picked duke nukem up as one of my saturn games and by pick up i mean i burned it illegally to a cdr congrats thank you uh is that game always that floaty it feels like if I kind of move Duke left to right, he controls like he's drunk. Like he's got this kind of lean and bob to him that feels... I don't know that I ever great. played the Saturn version, so I can't tell you. Okay, well I was more curious if that is a thing in the other versions of Duke Nukem 3D. No. Okay, so it might just be something that they did to the Saturn version. Yeah, it, it just like, it feels like lean? he's... He's like liquored up, man. Like you move Duke around and his body kind of bobs and sways to the left and right in a way that feels Weird. very pronounced. Yeah, it made it kind of hard to line up shots. So lining up shots in Duke Nukem 3D. Okay. Yeah, no, that's kind of the thing is it felt like I had to do more manual aiming in that than what I would have expected to. Uh, I don't know. Like, I thought it would be more like Doom, where, you know, you kind of just, as long as the guy that you're shooting at is roughly in the center of your screen, yeah. you'll hit them. Yeah, that's how it's uh, supposed to be. It's still, it's somewhat like that, but it still feels like I have to be more precise than what I would expect to be in that kind of a game, in that kind of first-person shooter. Well, I never so. played the Saturn one. I played the Genesis version, which is really bad. <laughs> it's like not Christ. the same game, even. I did not know that there was a Genesis version of Duke 3D. Yeah, it's real oh, bad. That might be a stream game. It's, well, it's like the Genesis version of Doom, as you would expect. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, okay. I just wanted to check. I didn't play too much of it, but I was kind of curious. When I, when I sat down and got a feel for that thing, I was like, this doesn't feel like how I think Duke Nukem 3D would play. Mm, yeah. But I haven't played Duke Nukem 3D since, like, 1997. Uh -huh. So, hell do I know. Not much. Uh, so, Deathloop, um, I, I, the best comparison I can make actually would be that Deathloop almost feels like Dark Souls 3 in a way <laughs> that it is like Arcane's greatest hits, where it's sort of just combining everything from the previous games into one new one. And so, as oh. a result, I'm kind of like, eh. Well, plus, you know, you go back to Anne Orlando. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You head back to Talos 1. Uh, and it's like, oh, here, huh. here's January. I'm, not really. I'm making that up. Because you just said you go to Anne Orlando. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> huh. <Idiot. laughs> 
Huh. Okay. Well, but also that sounds very interesting. Yeah. It, it would all be new to me because I never made it more than like two hours into any arcane game. So yeah, well, that's your problem. It is. I almost bought Deathloop though. I was at Walmart. It's like ten bucks off. I was like, hmm. I know it will get cheaper. I should just hold out. Yeah. Whatever. Far Cry Six is like a mere two weeks away. I will have something Ooh. to play. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting that it's almost upon us. I keep thinking that it's going to get like pushed back or something. Like it should be an end of year game, not like next month. Yeah. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. Hell yeah. Smiling at you. I can't wait for him to barely be in that game. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Or he like dies two hours into the game and then it's some other dumbass villain who like does not even register to you it's a brian cranston and godzilla situation i was thinking more like far cry 3 how you got like voss for not even half of that game and then when he's dead you just have this complete nothing of a villain for the rest of it oh yeah i actually like completely that, forgot about that th- th- that was a the, very clear thing death note yeah but that was like very clearly, hey, we intended for this guy to not be much of a villain past the halfway point of this game. But then when we started showing footage of it, like, oh, shit, everybody loves Voss. Uh-huh. Well, crap. <laughs> it's too late now. Just like Lady Domitrosk. Yeah, all these like real good villains that are not meant to be the primary antagonist. And then these companies just put them out there and everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Anyway. What if Voss uh, was a big lady? I was going to say, she just mod Far Cry 3, so Voss is naked all the time. Hey, remember how uh, the um, the sort of end credits thing in Spider-Man Homecoming had the guy who played Voss and uh, Nacho in Better Call Saul yeah. as Scorpion? Yep. Uh, That's also, that, they're never coming back to that. No, nope. <laughs> they're too busy <laughs> getting back uh, Alf Molina. Oh, I do love Will Elf, though. Defoe. Me too. Yeah. Tobe I mean, McGuire. <laughs> I can't Garf. wait to have Andy Garf back doing his absolute fucking awful Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like total shit, Andy. Talk like a normal fucking human being. What's wrong with you? None of the other Spider-Men talk this way. Why would you do it like this? It's it's his hair, it saps all of his brain oh, juice. Oh God! Anyway, I still kind of like him. I still kind of like him as Spider Man. Uh, I like just, him more than Toby. Yeah. Oh, easily. I think Toby is like a terrible Spider Man, but everybody yeah. loves him because everyone has nostalgia for those movies, specifically those ones. Uh, they should just bring back Emma 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 Watts. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Thank you. Yeah, just bring her back. She's like a, a Spider Gwen now. Whatever. Fuck it. Let's do you it. See, um, recently in the comic, I, I asked rhetorically, "Did you see?" Because of course you didn't. Um, in the comics, they finally retconned the whole uh, Gwen Stacy, Norman Osborn kids thing. Oh, good God! Finally. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> oh, by the way, that was just a, that was a um, illusion from Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> because whenever it doesn't work out in the canon it's just an illusion from Mysterio. Well, whenever 
whenever the readers see something they don't like, they should be thinking, is this an illusion from Mysterio? <laughs> they bring it up. Well, yeah, that's like the uh, Marvel equivalent of Scarecrow gas. If it's something you didn't like, it was Scarecrow gas. Yeah. Um, They bring it up to Harry Osborne. He's like, what? That makes no sense. That would never happen. <laughs> Just reveals he got a vasectomy. It's impossible. You can't yeah. have kids. Yeah. You can't do this to me. <laughs> you know how much i've sacrificed <laughs> <laughs> it's just why he's screaming while he's on the table uh well i'm glad that you're enjoying death loop i've yeah. also been oh, playing video oh, games one thing oh, okay. i'll say about death loop though so uh-huh. there is the multiplayer element of it where sure. you can also play as juliana try to hunt down coals it sucks so is that just like a Dark Souls thing where yes. someone can invade your game? Okay. It's terrible. Is Bad it also idea. is it also just a case of like netcode sucks? That's part of it. Um it's just like kind of laggy in a way, but which is really good because like I would get shotgun and get right up on a guy and just dump into him and then we would <laughs> both die. Um, you know I was gonna say, I think that poor netcode like that would be worse in a shooter than it would be in Souls. I mean it's terrible in Souls too. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's not to say that, oh, suddenly it's totally acceptable in Souls, but like in a first-person shooter, having my shot not connect at all because the person I shot at has now just like phased three feet in the other direction, mm-hmm. that feels way worse to me. Well, yeah, so the main issue here is, um, so you you can select, like, play as Cole and you do the regular single-player thing, or play as Juliana, and... Um, Part of it is that when you start out, you have like no good weapons or trinkets or perks or anything, uh, slabs, and oh. you only get them by leveling up. And so basically you're just going to have to go in and get killed a whole bunch before you finally get some decent gear. So does it try not to, does it not skill match you? No. So you can just as a brand new player get put in against somebody who's basically beaten the game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I would go in and find like a coal that was just like zip zapping around everywhere and die <laughs> immediately. Uh, oh, that's th- great. That is if you can find them. Because the other thing is, it does not tell you where Cole is unless he like trips an alarm. And there's a lot of stealth things, and the enemy AI in general uh, is very unobservant, oh, like God. on purpose. Uh, and so the thing is, when you invade, they can't leave until they hack um, the Santana thing. Hmm. most of the time when i would invade i would just like run around the map forever and never see anyone because either they would like hide in a corner somewhere until i would leave or kill myself because i got bored uh or this also is a souls thing yeah i was gonna say this reminds me of a very specific thing i did in dark souls 3 there's a spell called chameleon where you can turn yourself into like a piece of uh like a vase or a chair uh, there's this castle level towards the end of the game where there's just a room full of bullshit like that, just chairs and tables everywhere. So I would just use that, wait to get invaded, and watch people run in and out of the room like half a dozen times looking for me before they would get frustrated and just like leave the session. Yeah. And they would do that over and over and over again. Like no one would ever find me. All they would have to do is just roll around in that room and they would find me, but they would just run around, do a full loop through the level several mm-hmm. times 
I mean, so anyway, cool that they just designed Deathloop entirely around that. So the thing is, in Souls, though, uh, if you invade, like there are enemies, you know, you basically have to fight to get past, and they're mostly like somewhat linear, right? Yeah. Um, like even if you wanted, like you could just hang out near the boss. Uh, but here you can't really do that because you would have to defend that um, the antenna they have to hack to get out. But also, like they can just like ignore that and go for the boss and yeah. uh, kill them. Like, I was wandering around, around one map for a while, and like all of the NPCs were still where they were supposed to be. I would see like where a couple of them had died, and so I was like, okay, well he went this way at some point. Yeah, we couldn't find him, and then like five minutes later, I get a notification of like the visionary has died. It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess he went over that way into yeah. that place what, where I looked, and the guards were still alive. So it's like, all right. What you're saying is, in in Souls, you can at least as an invader sort of checkpoint where the player is at based on what yeah. enemies are just not there anymore. So yep. you know if you enter into a level. Uh, and all the enemies are still alive. The player is likely near the bonfire. Right. Uh, yeah, it sounds like but that's also, not balanced so good in Deathloop. No, Death it's not. Um, also not balanced so good, you die just as fast as Cole does, except he has three lives. So <laughs> <laughs> they can just like, run up on you and shoot you a bunch, die, whatever, come back, shoot you a bunch more. Like, it doesn't matter. Jesus. Um how much you want to bet that this mode was kind of just like tacked on publisher told them to do it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a, such a weird concept that I don't, like, it has story segments related to it as well. Which okay. is odd. Well, um, they did kind of reveal that like a ways back, but it definitely seems like that's a mode that didn't necessarily get the attention that it needed. No, it does not I, sound I, like it's balanced at all. Yeah. I think this is just more them not being, um, used to making multiplayer stuff and yeah, it's definitely impossible that's a bummer that that didn't turn out it so is good. uh however it is fun um when i would invade somebody and kill them and then i could see their session change from online to offline <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that is fun. pretty good um okay a question for you along what? those lines i gotta ask you because uh we're both freaks how attainable are the trophies in this game and how many of them are like cordoned off to the multiplayer element? I don't know. I, I haven't actually look. looked because I felt like that would give away like ways to kill the visionaries and stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I might look up after this and I'll let you know how I will, much I will is say just though, segmented our, off. Arcane games, um, trophies and achievements are often insane and are never worth like trying to hundred percent. Oh, okay. So, I that's another reason I did not really bother to look. Well, then I will not bother either. I'll take your word for it. Fond memories of playing Dishonored and uh going through the entire game thinking I hadn't killed anybody, except apparently somebody died in like the opening stage. And so it's like, well, alright. Yeah, I really hate ones like that where it's very difficult to track that it's even happened or not. Yeah. Like when like games it, just give you a stat screen so you can actually check. Well, it, especially if it's just even like, hey, don't do this one specific thing that's very easy to do over the course of the entire game. And then like you screw up, you do something by accident, and now you've just totally botched that run. 
Like yeah. to not have a means to go back and kind of like, okay, well, I need to get rid of some amount of progress to redo it. Like the whole thing is boned. I will say I feel like the trophies are probably much more attainable in this than they usually are, just mm. as a guess. Uh, because like based on the sort of looping nature of it and like being able to go to any of the areas again, you know, that kind of thing, and yeah. not having non-lethal options, uh, I feel like it, it would be far less likely to just botch something like it oh. would in the previous ones. Maybe they learned their lesson by now. Because the, the other games were always things that would take like multiple playthroughs, like go through the game without getting any Typhon powers in mm. Prey, for example. Um, stuff like that well i'll play this game by the end of the year i'm sure hopefully i'm not sure ah black friday you're playing albert odyssey instead of the yakuza games i bought for you i am playing out well i beat albert odyssey i did it you said you gave up on it I gave up on it for three hours, and then I went back <laughs> into the other room, and I decided to give it the old college try. Okay. Uh, I finally beat Albert Odyssey. Uh, would not recommend it. <laughs> Congratulations. Don't do what I did. Uh, don't here's do my what Donnie don't does. I'm trying to remember exactly what I talked about with Albert Odyssey last week, but I think the gist of it was this is one of those really kind of bare bones rpgs where every battle is just attack heal attack heal you don't no. need to do buffs debuffs that was you just know. what you said to me on the phone last week was mostly okay. about working designs um translation oh i mean that stuff is still i will loop back around to that i'll death loop to it okay because working designs doesn't exist anymore they're dead <laughs> Uh, no, the, the the battles in this game are like this is almost as good a point to introduce someone to like JRPGs as like a Pokemon game is like it's just that rote like there's not really much to the battle system it's not a good like introductory JRPG though like Pokemon because like that would be designed for children and I think that jokes about women having big sloppy periods probably wouldn't be good for a child so maybe don't actually yeah, sit don't your know. kid down to play Albert Odyssey <laughs> um, they don't know what PMS is <laughs> After that whole conversation, there is a point in the game where like a female character is chewing out the hero and one of the two options to respond to her with is, are you PMSing right now? Jesus Christ, working designs. It's like the the uh, JRPG equivalent of ghost stories dub. (laughs) That's true, actually, yes. That's the best way to like summarize working designs in general is they basically are like the ghost stories of video games. Um, but anyway, you the way Albert Odyssey is structured is there's pretty much two campaigns. There's a primary campaign that takes you about like 75% roughly of the total playtime is spent on that. And it never really gets difficult. I think I game over it once. Uh, there's not much to it. You get to the second campaign, which takes place like a couple years after the first one, and the difficulty goes fucking bonkers in it. Like, as almost a tacit admission that they knew the pacing got screwed up, every time you beat a boss, your party gains like six levels. Cool. Yeah, most bosses at that point in the game have a physical attack that can like one-shot a character. 
they thankfully cannot like one shot your entire party. There's like party wide attacks tend to only do about like, you know, half of your party's health. Uh, but by that point in the game, you only have one healing spell that can heal the entire party and it only will heal about a third of your party's health. So that's also attached to your main damage dealing character, who by that point in the game is effectively now your healer. They're also slow. So most of the time I game over, it was because the boss just kept getting turns and kept hitting everybody, and I could not keep everybody's health up. Also, all the bosses at that point in the game take, and I shit you not, 30 to 40 minutes to kill. And it still never gets more complicated than attack and heal over and over again. So it is just the most tedious shit I've played in a long time. I appreciate your Norm MacDonald delivery on that for some reason. (laughs) I don't know what that was about. I'm channeling his spirit, Larry. They take 30 to 40 minutes to kill. (laughs) It's true. Anyway, I decided to beat the entire thing. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah, no, I when I approached you and I was like, I think I'm quitting this, uh, it was because I had game over to a boss I had spent like the last half an hour on, and I was like, I don't want to do this all over again. Yeah, on the other uh, hand, I know your personality, so you obviously were not going to quit. No. Well, I, I was also like two bosses away from having the game done. Oh. If I weren't like that close to being finished with it, if I didn't already put that much time in it to get to that point, I probably would have given up. Like, if this were earlier in the game, I would have just given up. Yeah. Why would I play and finish something I don't like, Larry? Why would anybody do that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, stay tuned to the podcast where we talk about the Wrath of the Black Manta at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, the translation during that last portion of the game stops being as good. It ends up becoming a lot more self-serious. They dedicate themselves more to actually telling the story of Albert Odyssey than, like, goofing on it. Uh, With one exception, a character who was designed to look like a dominatrix, and working designs had some real fun with that. By fun, I mean she literally talks like she's in a porno, and she keeps, like, directing all this to a character who the game has gone out of its way multiple times to tell me is 10 years old. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, it actually, like, stops being funny at all, and just becomes incredibly creepy, and they keep fucking doing it during the entire, like, last quarter of the game. It gets awful. Albert Odyssey went from a mediocre game to, like, complete dog shit. So don't don't play it. Anyway, really I've also winning considering how good its title is. It is. Albert it's like the... Odyssey. Yeah. Like that and Ernest Evans occupy the same space in my mind of like, ooh, these are just good good game names that use a person's first name. I said that last week. Albert Odyssey. Yes. Make Albert a character in the next Odd World. Uh, I want to see a dominatrix hit on, uh, uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> Madokan. Come on. Abe. There you go. Took me a second. I just kept thinking about Albert. <laughs> We're always thinking about Albert. I just got Albert on the mind. You said Albert never shows up, though, right? 
Albert is a character from a previous game in the Albert Odyssey series. Uh, there are descendants out of Albert, but Albert himself so never shows up. Is this like a Kingsfield thing where this is a sequel, but the first one never came out here, so they just called it Albert's Odyssey? Uh, Larry, I was taking a sip of Dr. Pepper. I'd like you to say that again so I can cut you off. Okay. Is this like a Kingsfield thing where the first one never it's came bad? out here? Yeah. Yes. The answer okay. is yes. All right. <laughs> um. No, I don't know the first Albert. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, I try. The important thing is I keep trying. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the first Albert Odyssey game came out here or not. I did not bother to look that up. I did not realize it was a series until just like a little while ago. So, oh. I mean, I would assume because I've never heard of it before that the first one probably just did not come out here. If you're saying it was a series and they were talking my... about it from a previous one. Yeah, that's my feeling too, and you could explain me not knowing Albert Odyssey existed by it being a JRPG on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> like, of I mean, course I, I wouldn't about, know about it. I knew about the Sega Saturn one. I'm saying like if there were previous ones, I never oh. heard about them. Yeah, there, there are previous ones, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but I never heard of the Sega Saturn one on, until I was looking up games. Uh, I have since then played two more Sega Saturn games, which I, I am much more familiar with. Uh, I played Radiant Silver Gun. Okay. Excellent game. Radiant it's Thunder Gun. No, that's not the name of it. It's Radiant Silver Gun. It's Always Sunny. Remember Thunder Gun, Thunder Gun Express. I'm talking about Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah, me too. Uh, for the Sega Saturn, which means mm-hmm. I couldn't understand a goddamn thing, any anything the characters were saying. They were naked at the end of it? I don't know why. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. Um, no, this is a, a bullet hell shoot 'em up so I'm very bad at those, so I have no shame in admitting that I cheated and gave myself unlimited continues, because <laughs> that was the only way I was going to beat Radiant Silver Gun. Uh, but what the game does that I think is uh, really beneficial to people like me who just kind of suck at these kind of games inherently is your uh, your different attacks, they level up the more that you use them. And so when you game over on a level, you can create a save, and then the next time you enter into that level, all the progress you made leveling up your weapons stays with you. So you keep getting more powerful with each run through the game, whether you succeed or not. Uh much like a game called Dark Souls. Larry, all games are like Dark Souls. Deathloop is like Dark Souls. Pokemon Arceus is like Dark Souls. Radiant Silvergun is like Dark Souls. Uh, Albert Odyssey is like Kingsfield. It's all coming together. And they're all the same thing. Hmm. What? <laughs> you oh. know I'm right. Anyway, I like Radiant Silvergun a lot. Uh, I yeah, think it's a lot good. of fun. Yeah, it came out for the Xbox. Probably would have been a, ba- a better system to play it on. Yeah, I was going to mention like there wasn't really a whole lot of reason to do this, considering there was that XBLA port, just like Ikarga. Yeah. Oh, I should get Ikarga. Uh, but I wouldn't have been able to cheat, so I wouldn't have been able to finish the games. <laughs> They're pretty hard. I it. I probably played that first level for about four hours before I was like, I think I need a limited continues or I'm okay, never well going to see the second level. That's that's just you being terrible. I'm I'm really, really, really bad at bullet hills. I have no shame in admitting that that, that is maybe the one genre of game I suck the most ass at. RTS. Yeah. 
I'm bad at RTS. I'm bad at rhythm games. Uh, yep. Pretty much, I, I'm moderately bad at fighting games. It kind of depends on how much of the fighting game you can get by button mashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it depends on how much the game takes pity on you. Yeah, there's certain ones where it kind of works out, and I'm all right at them. And then there's a lot of them where I'm definitely not. Uh, one of the ones I got like kind of weirdly good at was Last Injustice. Like, I kind of just okay. stuck to Harley Quinn, and I ended up learning that character. Uh, but if I went back to it now, I wouldn't remember any of that. So no. Yeah, Harley Quinn actually is, like, a very button-mashy, like, friendly character, too. Don't take this away from me. Well, I just want to pretend, like, I, I just want to pretend like I learned the thing and got good. Okay. <laughs> just let me have this, this little lie I've woven for myself. All I'm saying is Harley Quinn is clearly designed to be uh, good for new players because they're the type <laughs> of people who would want to play as Harley Quinn. Like somebody who's never played a video game before, they're like, oh, we need to make it so those weirdos can play Harley Quinn well. I played a lot of Dead or Alive, so I'm naturally attracted to the booba. Dead or Alive is much better. Oh, Dead or Alive is really good. I, man, speaking of Dead or Alive, I considered getting that for the Sega Saturn. Uh, I saw some footage of it recently, and I forgot how ridiculous the boob physics were in that game. Mm -hmm. Like, they've always been crazy, but it feels like they've toned it down over time. In that first one, it's bonkers. Set your age to 99. <laughs> oh, no. To get the maximum amount of physics. <laughs> well, I was reminded of this because like, I started seeing a bunch of old ads for it again. Like I just went back and started rewatching all those where it was just like horny dudes on a couch playing she their fighting high. game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I should play Extreme Beach Volleyball. That is no. Dead Live at its most horny. Actually, well, the first one, not bad. Two's mm. terrible. They're for Xbox, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to check the Xbox uh, market on ebay after this i'm sure it's fucked i actually bet it's less fucked than most of the other ones at that point because it was like a primarily american thing i i bet that there's so much out there in the american market that is probably still relatively easy to get a hold of a lot of stuff uh as somebody who sold his copy of stubs the zombie recently uh maybe not mm. uh because that's sold for way more than you would think, especially considering an HD release of it already exists. When I was playing Radiant Silvergun, I decided to look up some information about that game, mostly to like figure out what the plot was, because again, couldn't understand any of it. It was the most confusing thing to me, not being able to like play an English version of that game, was why you start on level 3, and then you go to level 2, and then it's level 4, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense now that I've read up what's going on in that game. I think the fact that it tells its story in a uh, in a non-linear way and the levels are structured around that is interesting. Perhaps I should have played the Xbox version of it, <laughs> but... Uh, you should play uh, Cinemora, which is uh, a side-scrolling shooter from um, oh, okay. Suda51. Uh, and it, so it has a lot of story elements that are actually pretty similar to that. Is it on the Sega Saturn? No, that was an okay. Xbox 360 game. Then, unfortunately, I'm just not going to play it. It's all Sega Saturn all the time now. I'm a Saturn guy. That's sad. <laughs> the saddest thing anybody's ever said. 
I showed you my picture of my literal retro corner I've made now. With that CRT, I got the picture of uh, the yeah. painting of Kramer hanging up over it. Yeah. It's cozy. It's a nice little cozy spot that I've made for myself. Disgusting hovel. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I showed that picture to a Haro kid uh, who said that he spotted a can of NOS. Uh, which he confused my beer can for NOS, but like I had responded to him in a way where I genuinely thought that I somehow left a can of NOS in the picture. And I think that says a lot about me and the problems that I have as a human being. That I could just take a picture of like one of my rooms and think like, oh God, there might just be a stray can of NOS floating around in here that I didn't, didn't realize I had thrown away. Anyway, I anyway. also played... One last game. I played Cho Aniki. Don't sigh for Cho Aniki. Show some fucking respect. Good <laughs> God. Cho Aniki's fine. You asshole. Cho Aniki is great. <laughs> it is. Cho Aniki is a wonderful. More Saturn games, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> Gonna talk about Saturn games again, huh? Wow. What a surprise. What's the next Saturn game you're going to have to talk about? Oh, Shut up, boy. you nitwit. I'm talking about Choaniki. <laughs> that dude's dick is also a buff guy that extends yeah, his arms out. like rubber man. Yep. Comes yeah. out of that like, weird globe thing. Hell yeah. The bosses in this game are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that second boss is just like a, a pyramid of guys shooting like little energy balls at you. There's that... uh. That dude who's like on a metal like disc thing and he's like running around to propel it. The the weird thing about Chuaniki is it's incredibly easy. Like they want you to see all the weird shit in <laughs> yeah, that game. Of course. Uh, I I did not beat it. I got to the last level and I, I game over it one too many times. It does get a little difficult towards the end of the game, but a long stretch of that is is very easy. Uh, if you are looking for a first shoot 'em up, allow me to recommend Chuaniki. Shoniki. You'll never play another one for the rest of your life. Um, I also have no idea what the plot of Shoniki is. This game was not localized for good reason. I don't think that this would have sold at all. Uh, yes, it was. One of them was, I yeah, think. Yeah, one of but... them. Uh, there was also one like on PSP. I think Shoniki probably didn't, if I had to guess, did not get localized until like the PlayStation 2 game. I, I doubt that they localized Cho and Hiki like this specific version because this one was on the Saturn and it was also on the PlayStation. I thought the PS1 version, oh, it might have just been an import thing. I remember reading about it in Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah, so that's where I became familiar with Cho and Hiki as well as Sean Baby had written yep. about it, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, which at the time I was like, whoa, look at how gay this game is. Wacky. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, to be fair, is a pretty accurate summation of Choaniki. It is very gay. The thing is, from what I remember, he was still into it, though. It wasn't just like, yeah, gross. It was just like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, it's funny gay. Uh, Larry, I have a proposal for you. What? All right. We got shoot-em-ups. Yeah. We have cute-em-ups. I know that you don't Mm. like that name, but it it does describe a certain subset of shoot-em-up games. I propose games like Parodius and Shoaniki be classified as goof-em-ups. Okay. Sure. 
that's what they are. They're they're wacky, funny games that are kind of like making fun of the genre in a way. They're having fun with it. They're goofy. Call them goof ups Okay. All right. I'm glad we could agree on this. Your search action shit ain't taken off, so we gotta change gears and try to <laughs> coin a new don't, genre name. Don't blame me. Blame uh, <laughs> Toho. They're the ones that I got it from. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think Metroidvania is so ingrained in like the public consciousness now. There's no changing it. No matter how bad you and I might want to, but I don't think anyone's laid claim to like parody shoot 'em up games as having a specific genre name. So I'm here first. I'm I'm sticking my claim. They're goof 'em ups. Okay. Uh, by the way, the um, the PS One Shoaniki did come out here in 2010 on PlayStation Network. Okay. So. So eventually it. Did. Yeah, eventually. Well, I should probably give that a download before they shut the PlayStation Network down. You have your PlayStation 3 connected for some I do. reason. Uh, it was so I could watch the Sonic OVA on a CRT and drink a lot while I did that. I mean, I guess you have to do something to get through that. Oh, come on. The Sonic OVA is all right. No, it's not. It's, it's all right. No, I watched that as a child and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> well... I also had hooked that up because I have a bunch of PS1 games downloaded to my PS3. Why as, would you watch well, Final a Final Fantasy Sonic 9, so cartoon where he is not talking about chili dogs? I mean, look, he got me there. It's, just, it's pointless. There's no I guess I don't, have a, Why yeah, I don't have a comeback to that. Buzz Bomber shows up. That's cool. Who cares? Buzz, what is that? I like Buzz Bomber. Buzz Bomber. Yeah, he's cute. He's a little, he's a bee. He Idiot. Shoots the... Oh. But they got, like, the old owl guy who clearly has dementia. They dress him up in Sonic's sick-ass 90s clothes. Mm. <laughs> All right. I like how Metal Sonic forces him to do that, too. He just, like, breaks into this home and just, like, put these fucking clothes on. I need you to wear these clothes. You are All right, bye. I remember more about that OVA than anybody ever should. That OVA um, is great. Sonic looks up that girl's like skirt. 20 years? They get some uh, horny and he can't fight. <laughs> All right. It was boring. There's a little baby Eggman in that and he's sucking on some titty. It's a great movie. What? <laughs> That's the thing. There's this like real like... So Robotnik's plot in that is he wants to marry uh, the princess. And so after he gets her in a wedding dress and everything, he's like, yeah, I'm, my whole plot's I'm going to depopulate the planet. And then you and I are going to fix that. <laughs> she has like this vision in her mind of what that would be. And it's just her like with a swarm of little tiny Eggmans. Oh, I remember this. And she's got her tit out and one of them's just sucking on some titty. I and they didn't take that. that out of the American version of this movie, apparently. They just let that in. Okay. I did not remember it until I watched it the other night. was just like, wait, holy shit, how do I not remember this? That's maybe responsible for a lot of your issues. <laughs> I'm, sc I'm scared of babies because I think that they're going to be little Dr. Robotnik's. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's a combination of that and that Rugrats episode. I think it's more to do with the Rugrats episode than anything Maybe. else, but sure. Yeah. 
They Paramount Plus, uh, one of their like, hey, we're advertising a new show right on the main page thing was for like some new Rugrats thing. And I had to close the Paramount Plus app. So I didn't watch any Star Trek yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what a shame. That's all I've been playing, Larry. Just a oh, couple, it. just a, a shoot 'em up, a goof 'em up, and a really shitty JRPG. Okay. I'll probably play Astol this week. Everyone Astol. remembers Astol. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? A well respected franchise, Astol. <laughs> You ever think that people who make these like uh, kind of character platformer games are ever a little bit embarrassed that there's more gexes than the games that they made? Maybe. Like, oh no, my character platformer didn't take off. There's more Bubsies out here than Astol. Yeah, like the developers of um, Starshot. Very yeah. upset about it. Most of the like upper management of Blinks the Cat probably hung themselves when they realized there was more Bubsies. More gexes. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you know, Sucker Punch came back from it after making Rocket Robot on Wheels. Uh, they were like, yeah. ah, then we'll make Sly. Yeah. Rocket was good though. I'll take your word for it. I never played it. You watching anything? Doing anything else? Sixty four game. How did you not play it? You got a Nintendo sixty four, <laughs> and your whole thing was like, I'm gonna play. These games you can't play anywhere else. It's I That's gotta get point. I gotta hook it up to a CRT. It'll look like garbage yeah. as it should. Which made me think my CRT was bad. And then I hooked the Saturn up to it and I was like, oh no, this looks fine. Just misremembering <laughs> how bad the Nintendo 64 looks. Yeah. Let me just find something I can set this 97 fucking pound TV on. Then wasted a whole day looking for end tables that could support that kind of weight. Yeah, it's just funny to me that you did the whole N64 thing and then we're just going with sort of the most mainstream ones and stuff, seeking out the real weirdos. I got some weird shit on there. I got Clay Fighter 63 like Mario... and a third. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Come on. You need to get into Tonic Trouble. You gotta get into Hybrid Heaven. More I... alliterative games. I almost got Gex uh, when I was not... talking to well, Dylan. I... But then, but then I was convinced not to because there's better versions of Gex on other consoles. Uh, for example, the Sega Saturn, which might have the best version of the first Gex game. I, I want to say the reason that's the case too isn't necessarily that it plays better. It just I'm might have like myself. a few extra clips of Dana Gould that I the other games anymore. I asked you, have you been doing anything else? Move it on. What? what else have you been doing? You Nothing. fuck. Nothing. Uh, let's you. talk about SpongeBob. Whatever. You know what? Let's talk about <laughs> Predator Two. How about that? Yes, it's I a great want... movie, Predator Two. I've never seen the first one, but Predator <laughs> Two is great. Yes, you told me over the phone that you've never seen the first Predator, only all of the sequels, <laughs> which is fascinating. Well, not all of them. I haven't seen the last one. I came oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's funny how like Shane Black has had sort of an indirect connection to that series from the beginning. Well, yeah. direct from the first one because he's in it, but then like, you know, Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon in two, and then then finally actually directing the last one. Anyway, Predator Two is interesting because uh, the main character was clearly supposed to have been uh, like a big muscly dude like Arnie. 
Oh, and yeah. then they changed it at some point, but did not change the script. Hell uh, yeah. And so there's a bit early on when they go into this building and they see like this guy strung up like near the ceiling and they say something like, uh, he's probably 190 pounds. That's 40 feet up in the air. Even you couldn't get him up there. <laughs> it's just Danny Glover, man. Come on. Danny Glover's over here starting a second pack of cigarettes for the morning. Uh-huh. He's got uh, sleeves rolled up. His spindly arms are just kind of hanging out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's great, though, because it's like it's in the far-flung future of 1997 Los Angeles, oh, where yeah. it's a war zone apparently on the level of Cambodia and Vietnam. <laughs> so the predator has arrived to hunt. Uh, you get that one guy at the beginning who's having a great time shooting machine guns. He's just laughing. It looks like Bob from Twin Peaks. And he's just like going, ah, 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 and like waving his hands around while shooting two machine guns. It has been a long time since I've seen Predator 2. I saw it, uh, I saw it as like a rental from a blockbuster, probably in like 2000 or something like that. So it's been quite some time. Good way to watch it. It is. Uh, I, I don't remember how bad the depiction of los angeles is but the way that you're describing it makes it sound like the opening of robocop 2 Basically. where they just do that like kind of pull through like a street in the city and it's everything's completely fucked it, yes it well it has an opening where it starts like looking at trees and so you're like oh it's a jungle and then it pans up it's like los angeles 1997 and yeah, welcome it, to the concrete jungle that's what the PS2 game was called. Uh, no. I know, I worked on it. I remember that being a pretty good game, uh, at least like as far as licensed game goes. Uh, yeah. I, I played it, and I played through the whole thing. That was like the last Predator game before that new one. Just a shame. Um, but uh, yeah, it just starts with like cops in the shootout with these guys, and they're like, oh, we got again before they dig in, and Denny Glover like gets into a car and puts like bulletproof vests on some of the windows and does a six slide and everything. <laughs> and also their um their way to make future weapons is just have regular guns with like some chrome stuff like attached to them, like little scopes or lasers or something, which is really good. Mm. Bill Paxton is fantastic in it, just as a total slime ball. Hell yeah. Gary playing, the, playing the role he was born to play, a total slime ball. Uh, yeah, that's what he's always best as. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do remember Gary Busey being in this thing. I don't remember if he survives. No. I think he gets killed like halfway through, right? No, it's near the end. Near the end, okay. Because he's like the feds, uh, the or um, well, not feds, O-W-L-F, which are like... So this is a Hellraiser situation where all of the lore and backstory comes from the second movie. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, they're like the task force that's specifically hunting predators and like they know what they are and they're like they can only see infrared so that that's also something interesting is the first movie seems to imply that's just how he sees it's not yeah. like technology from the mask or anything because uh in the first one when he takes off the mask you still see his pov and he still has the heat vision but this one shows it like cycling between the different modes yeah, uh, because bit, there's a bit, bit where they go, on. yeah, where they go to hunt him down, and um, he like because they have these suits that will suppress their body heat because they know that's how they see, and then he switches it so he can see their um, the lights on their gear, 
but anyway uh so yeah gary Busey's the head of that force uh and he almost takes down the predator then gets exploded <laughs> because he like he rescues danny glover like at the very end and then it's just like oh no that. so look i know that he gets exploded because of something that the predator does but this being like a very long time since i saw the movie the way you described it just sounds to me like he's got some sort of timer on his hands like <laughs> gary Busey has a limited shelf life as being part of this task force so like if he gets captured he, he like won't survive royale. yeah so gary Busey's like i'm gonna save the day and then the counter hits zero just like oh no and then he just blows up <laughs> like a member of the cobras or he like set a self-destruct like the predator did in the first one and just starts laughing yeah. yeah yeah you don't know you didn't see the first one yeah i've seen clips of the first yeah you one. would know that one to be fair the first first predator is a movie where if you've seen like three clips from it you've basically seen the whole thing but it doesn't matter because it rules anyway i saw jesse ventura say the uh f word um <laughs> yep that's true that's at the very beginning i i've seen the you're one ugly son of a bitch yep. uh uh the bit with the guy who like he thinks he's going to have an honorable fight with the predator he like throws his gun down it's like yeah it's two hand to hand that happened right or am i just like did i come up with that in a fugue state uh i think you maybe imagine that there are okay. bits where it's like oh he only will um go after people who are armed uh which is maybe not true in Predator 2. Um, I thought there was a bit where, like, one of them is like, hey, I'll I'll distract him, you guys get out of here, and then, like, they face off, and he, like, throws his gun down and pulls out a knife. So, oh, like, yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he just gets killed anyway. But, like, yeah. he pulled out a knife, so, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, like, at the end of the first Predator, like, he could have killed Arnie at one point and does not. Mm. he gets behind him and like stabs on both sides of his head with his wrist blades i saw the bit where arnold throws that like uh pipe through the guy and says you should let off some steam that's Um, that's commando i saw the bit where they like burned off all of arnold's skin and he was like a skeleton that was made out of metal and then they like put him in like a compressor yeah I saw the bit, oh, there's also, um, the other bit that I saw is when he put on, like, the weird power suit and started flying around during, like, a Christmas parade. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. those... Okay. That's, like, the end-credit scene of Predator, though. Okay. I thought it must have been, like, at the start, so they show you, like, how good, you know, oh, here's all the good times, they're not gonna last, like, one of those. No, it's at the end because they show, like, the whole, the cast, like, doing little goof-em-ups. Tom Arnold then has to die like pretty quickly, right? Oh yeah, like immediately. Okay, because I guess the implication would be otherwise that he's just boning Arnold's wife while he's in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I basically seen Predator uh, so. through clips on YouTube, so I know what happens in it. Anyway, Predator Two features Danny Glover uh, besting the Predator in one-on-one combat. Yes. This is like the the one scene that I vividly remember that I always thought I still think this is maybe the best touch, like the the best thing that they did for the lore of the Predator series is the Predator ship then comes down. Right. I think he's already in there for some reason. I can't remember how he gets onto the ship. um, The Predator was like retreating and he's like following him around and he follows them like down through this hole and ends up in their ship that's underground. Yeah. 
but like the ship is just lined with all these different trophies yeah and you know you got the xenomorph skull and you got a bunch of like old timey stuff from earth uh so they've Uh been coming here for a while but then like he beats the predator and so he is like honored for it like yep. don't they give him a, a fancy gun or something yes, they like give that him a gun from like the 1700s and then they like just start up the ship to take off and he has to like run away and almost gets like burned <laughs> from the exhaust like, after giving him that like they don't give him any lead time to actually get out of there or anything it's sure. just like here's a gun hope you get out in time bye yeah well, I, I still do like, though, that the Predators, they're like Klingons. They got a real, yeah. like, combat honor-based system. And so if you beat one of them, you're, you know, you're basically like family. When you're here, you're family. You know what? They should have taken him with them. They should have made him, like, an honorary Predator and, like, given yeah. him his own mask and everything. <laughs> Sweaty, five-pack-a-day Danny <laughs> Glover dressed up like a Predator. <laughs> the weird fishnet shit all over him. Uh-huh. Got the mask. So that He's only pre- able to see him fucking eat fish and he's got headaches all the time. <laughs> that should have been the next Predator movie is it would be Predator Danny Glover hunting people down. <laughs> he really is getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been great. Instead, uh, we got Adrian Brody. That movie's good too, though. I haven't it watched is, that one yeah. yet. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen it since it came out. but Oh, it's all. I remember seeing that the night it came out. That's sad. I own a Sega Saturn, Larry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I ate a bunch of saltine crackers and watched the Sonic OVA last night. I, I, I fucking get it. <laughs> uh, Retro no, Corner? I, until I watched Predator recently, I didn't realize um, that the laugh the Predator does at the end mm-hmm. uh, when he's sets up the self-destruct is um one of the characters when he's laughing at one of shane black's pussy jokes uh this one guy who like he tells one of the jokes that the guy just sort of stares at him for a while and then he's like ha 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 and then you see like the predator watching him and recording it uh, and so that's like the laugh he is playing back at the end even though that's he doesn't have good. the mask on i guess they well i guess um it also like speaks english in two um it says like shit and piss at one point, which is funny. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. God, it is amazing to me, like how the Predator franchise has not been completely milked dry the way a lot of other like uh, horror movie stuff was from that era. Yeah, it's weird. You know, there, there's just like the four movies, really. I mean, you got the AVP stuff, but that yeah. kind of is its own it's very easy to just treat that as its own side thing. It like, is very easy because they're both terrible. Sure. But like you can completely detach that from Alien and Predator, treat it as its own thing and not necessarily seek it out unless you want to have a bad time intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but Predator just has those four movies and like all of them are good. Maybe the fourth one I want to say people didn't like. I've not watched the fourth one yet, but I feel like I will probably like it more than most. Maybe that's kind of the sense that I get to, but like, I'm sure I would like the first predator based on what I've seen of it. I like predator too. I don't know if maybe that is a movie that people think is bad. And like, I'm the odd man out thinking it's good, but like the Adrian Brody one is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So 
It's it's way better than a new Predator after that many years starring Adrian Brody, of all people, should be. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker was in that one too, right? Hell yeah, he was like... And Walton Goggins? Oh, I don't know, but Topher Grace was in it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't remember Topher Grace. Okay, <laughs> here's, here's a couple things I remember from this version of Predator. Um, Forrest Whitaker is like part of a group that was brought to the Predator planet before the current group, and he's yes. like the lone survivor. Yeah. So he's he's gone Forrest Whitaker crazy in the time since he's been there. Anytime yeah. you cast Forrest he's, Whitaker, he needs to be a dude who has been has seen shit, been exposed to shit, and has been affected by shit. It tends to make one lose their mind. <laughs> that's a really good Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> well, that's specifically him as Saw Gerrera. I mean, Saw Gerrera is also definitely like, this role was yeah, made yeah. for Forrest Whitaker. Exactly. Um, everyone who takes a big crap on Rogue One, my counter-argument is, yeah, but Saw Gerrera is pretty <laughs> fucking good. Forrest Whitaker is great in everything that I've seen him in, I think. I don't think I've seen a bad Forrest Whitaker role. I don't think I have either. There's okay. got to be one. Law of averages. There has to All be right. one. But Cast of Predators. Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. Alice Braga. Topher Grace. So, yeah. Uh, Topher Grace. His his thing is, uh, so everyone who they bring to oh, that planet. yes. I remember. Okay. I remember. Like, he's, he's the doctor who's also a psycho. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, everyone who they bring there is in some way a, a killer or capable of killing. And right. for the longest time, they try to figure out, like, well, why is... Topher Grace's weird ass here. Like, yeah. oh, he's a doctor. Maybe they brought him here. So there's someone to offer like medical services. And then like later on in the movie is like, no, I love killing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, Walton Goggins, of course. The great Walt Goggs. Yeah. Uh, Oleg Taktorov. The Ru- oh, yeah, the Russian guy. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um Louis Ozawa Chengchen as Hanzo, a Yakuza Inagawa Kai enforcer who rarely speaks. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I remember there's that whole like uh, katana yeah. fight thing. Yes, and he's the guy that I remember thinking was like um, the guy in The Simpsons, where it's like uh, <laughs> he hasn't done anything yet. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> he just flies through the window, just profusely apologizes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mahershala Ali is interesting. This uh, would have been before he was in like everything. Yeah. Of course, Danny Trejo because it's a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah. Um, At that point in time, too, Danny Trejo was in a lot more things than he is now. Yeah. Uh, and our boy Larry Fish. Oh, I I actually forgot Larry Fishburne was in Me this. Me too. Yeah. But real quick. This reminded me of this because Danny Trejo, I realize, has not been in as many things now. Uh, I don't make a habit of doing this, but occasionally one of these types of videos will catch my eye and I'll give it a shot. One of those, like, what culture top 10 things that are absolute trash. But there was one of, like, here's 10 Star Trek actors who have been fucking arrested. And so it's like... (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm I'm curious about this. Let's see who's uh, been been cuffed and hauled off. And like most of them are just really obvious, obvious things. Like, oh right, I remember that person got arrested at some point in time. But one of them was uh, Avery Brooks, and so they're explaining like 
Yeah, Avery Brooks was like drunk driving his car, and then like, oh, if you look at a lot of footage of Avery Brooks talking, hey folks, I think Avery Brooks might be a drug addict. That's why he acts the way he does. And I'm just no. sitting here thinking like, this person is admitting to never having met a jazz man in his entire <laughs> life. Like, Avery Brooks is perfectly sober and normal. He's just part of a weirdo brotherhood of people who just talk like that. Yep. Oh, this person told me to glide. He must be doing crack cocaine. Come you know, on. You know what's messed up? Hmm. I just found out Predators was not directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, it's not? No. Who he, directed he it? He produced it. Uh, it oh, was directed by Nimrod Antal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy's name. <laughs> Motherfucker named Nimrod. <laughs> He's Hungarian. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> Oh man, he directed Vacancy. Remember Vacancy with Kate Beckinsale? I would never be able to go to Hungary because I just meet all these dudes named Nimrod and I would just start laughing. Uh, Like, what? That's my name. And I would just laugh even harder. I wonder if this is a case where uh, Robbie Rod uh, actually did quite a bit on that movie. Maybe what what else has old Nimrod? What else has Nimrod directed? Uh, Vacancy, Armored, Metallica, Through the Never, and then like TV episodes like okay. Wayward Pines. Yeah, I would think Robert Rodriguez probably had quite a bit of influence on that. Yeah. Otherwise, like I don't remember how well that movie did. Maybe it just did poorly and so this guy kind of got relegated to these other products products uh projects uh, well the budget was only 40 million and it made 127 of the box office so okay well, fine. it was a success also damn they basically made that movie for free <laughs> basically as, as far as hollywood budgets go 40 million is free yeah that was like i bet a lot of that was just adrian brody also 30 million of this money is adrian brody money yeah that I mean, that's still surprising that you would get a lot of those actors. Force would occur, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, Adrian yeah. Brody, even Topher Grace, and you'd be able to pay all those contracts and still come in at forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, weird. Well, also considering that it, it was always weird that Adrian Brody was in this movie, but like that would have been coming off like uh, like his Wes Anderson movies. Um, yeah, this is about the time been like a few years before that, so that's a pretty quick turnaround. This would have been about the time that the uh, Adrian Brody video would have come out on YouTube. A Brody Quest. Yeah, the height of Brody mania. Yeah, probably. So he came him, back with him negotiating the best hotel though. Him negotiating his prod his uh, contract and just being like, you know who I am? I'm the Brody Quest guy. <laughs> Well, do this for less than fifty million. He would come into every audition with the uh, the star glasses and guitar. He's just got a little little tiny like boombox. He's playing it off uh-huh. of that. The sound quality is terrible. Walking in with it. Throw corner. 
quick retro corner today. Uh, Jackal is the first game I wanted to talk about. Why Good are game. You doing this? What? Because it's a game on the list, you fuck. No, and because I was two? convinced. Uh, what? Why are you doing two? Because it's. Uh, I want to get through these. I got two retro corners, specifically these two games. Back uh, when Mastodon was a thing, yeah. somebody had told me that I should put Jackal and Wrath of the Black Manta on uh-huh. my list, and that they would be on to talk about it. And then I guess something happened on Mastodon, and it basically doesn't exist anymore. And neither of us <laughs> know who the hell this guy is or where he's I at. Know who so. it is. You never asked well, me. Where about is it. he? <laughs> I did. I kept saying like, we gotta have that guy on eventually. I played these. We Eventually, need to talk about them. And then, and then you never said anything like in the last yeah, well, couple of weeks of like, hey, find that guy. Because it's Buffaloozer yeah, on Twitter. Sorry, Buffaloozer. You're Dale, not on the show. Well, you're not on the show and I'm talking about these games now. Yeah, sorry. And look, there's only like six or seven more retro corners to go and then they're done. I got to get to it at some point. Finally, I've been putting it off. In this. I end you. How about that? Is that what you want? You would not survive the attempt. Yeah, we'll see about that. Like, I'm like a predator I'm and you're like Shane Black. <laughs> That's not fair. I'm like an Adrian Brody. No, not Adrian Brody and Predators. Like maybe regular Adrian Brody. No, that's what I meant. Regular okay, Adrian Brody. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you're scrawny. You got a big nose. It's true. It's Both these things similar. are defining traits. Uh, yeah, no, we got to get through this so we can start our Star Trek The Next Generation watch through uh, podcast. You already watched Encounter at Farpoint, and I guarantee you Barely. it doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, actually, the point I am at in Trek now, I would say it is a good show. I'm, I'm in season four. Granted, I've only watched the first four episodes of that so far, but all of them have been very good. I watch Encounter at Farpoint at the, like, the same way that you watch most things, which is that I had it on one screen while I mostly looked at another screen. That's... That's not entirely fair. I mostly do that with like YouTube stuff. Mm. Uh, occasionally I will do it with a TV show when it is an encounter like Farpoint kind of thing where I am sure it's not like a good episode. <laughs> like this doesn't need my undivided attention. In fact, if it did get my undivided attention, it would probably put my brain to sleep. Jackal. Jackal. This this is the movie with Bruce Willis and Jack Black. That's- yeah, they made a game about it uh, oh, cool. for the for the Nintendo, and it came out before the movie, which is a little weird. But yeah. well, it, it, was, it was probably based on the original movie, Day of the Jackal. Yeah, it's been known to happen. I mean, like the Assassin's Creed series is based on the movie, but the movie came out like after the game started coming out. Yeah, because the production um, problems. Oh, yeah, all the production problems. I watched a YouTube video while I was playing <laughs> Joe and Iki that was about <laughs> the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that thing sounds a whole lot worse than I ever thought it was. Yeah. So that's good to know. But yeah, Jekyll is just a, you're, you're a couple. Max Payne movie. <laughs> oh, God. Because that was like in the instruction booklet for the first Max Payne game. It said something about like, there's a Max Payne movie in development. Yeah. And then many, many years later, here comes the movie. Max Payne's going to stop 9-11. Well, he could have. If he had been on the plane, like he would have had his bullet time. It would have been easy. He would have blown out the goddamn fuselage <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because it Everyone... sucked out into the air and narrating it. 
everyone gets sucked out of the plane but like he's slowly getting sucked out like yeah. he's falling slower than everybody else yeah <laughs> sucked out of another plane again yeah that's uh, what he says yeah the famous max Payne line <laughs> anyway uh jackal it is started game... with a blown out fuselage as it always <laughs> does Jackal is a game about a couple cool dudes uh, in a jeep, and they're just fucking shooting everything. Yeah, it's Jackal. Uh, th- this is a—it's really simplistic game. It is just that it's an overhead thing. You're in a car. You're just going blap 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 blap, just blowing up a bunch of like encampments, throwing grenades and shit. It's great. It's a good time. It's also really short. Yeah, it is. I, I remember I, on Giant Bomb when they did that as this is the run, thinking it would take a while. And yeah. it's like three videos later, they're like, oh, we did it. Yeah, I think I beat it in like 40 minutes or something like that. It's yeah. not it's not long. Like it, as, a, as a single run, like you are very likely to die. The longevity of that game is more like, okay, I died. I got to replay everything yeah. over again, learn a little bit more each time, that kind of thing. But not surprising. Again, it, it is an NES, NES game. game. So, yeah, but but it's a real good. I wish I played this with another person. Because that is definitely the best way to play Jackal is with a buddy. Uh, playing it alone is fine, uh, but it's also like watching a movie alone or going to a restaurant alone. It's the most it's fucking a great, pathetic yeah, thing. Much better experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in those other cases, yes, it is. <laughs> playing playing video games like this, though, they are better with another person. Yes. Turtles in Time is a fun game. It's better when you have somebody to play it with. Resident Evil 5 is a fun game. It's much better when you're playing it with a buddy in co-op and trading eggs and puking. Yes, but also no, it's not a fun game. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very bad, in fact. It's just made tolerable when you have somebody else playing it with you. Yeah. When the majority of the fun you get out of that game is just mashing the button that makes you go, Over here! Over here! Good go, job! Go! 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 Yelling go at your friend while they puke up rotten egg because you Uh screwed up the exchange trick. Oh, if only we could do that as a stream game. I'm sure we could. I bet it's on Steam, but I don't want to. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay money for Resident Evil 5. No, I don't either. Yeah, I bet you could probably like get a code for that for like a dollar on eBay, because from what I remember, they were giving it Mm. away with video cards for a very long time. Yeah, I wonder. Of course, I mean, there's also inspired. Well, there's also like I still need to look into it, but whether or not Xena allows you to do like, uh, you know, remote play uh, the same way that you can through Dolphin. Because at that point, I would just suggest download it and run it through Xena. I I, I wonder how well that would work. It'd probably be better to just actually do the PC version. Maybe Xenia's a pretty competent emulator. So I, I would wonder if there is any kind of compatibility issues with that or if it plays just fine, but still amazing to me. Zinnia is so easy to get up and running considering, you know, a lot of emulators get crazy complicated. You would think that they would only get more so with newer consoles. doesn't require a BIOS, right? Like, isn't no. that the thing that the 360 doesn't actually have one? Yeah. You just download that thing and you're good to go. Like I didn't Weird. have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, it also doesn't mean you you don't get blades, which sucks. Blades? I like blades. Blades? 
I want more Blades. I want to rewatch Blade. Yeah, we should rewatch Blade. Talk about Blade. Blade? But Blade? Um, Jackal. I think it's a good game. It's solid. Uh, if I had to, if I had to rate it, really, it is the Predator Two uh, of the Predator movies. <laughs> the only one you played. <laughs> well, the it is of the two that I have seen. Uh, I think it is the better. So yes, it is uh, okay. top of the class. Um, you think two is better than Predators? Predators doesn't have Gary Busey or Danny Glover in it. So Gary yes, he's not in it a whole lot though. A predator doesn't say piss and shit in <laughs> Predators. Are you sure? Pre- predator 2 is a goofier movie, and I think it is better for that than Predators. That isn't to say Predators is bad. It's still a good movie, but I, not, I do think I like 2 more. It's not a goofy movie. No. Okay. It's, it's not a goof em up either, uh, which is famously what you would call a parody shoot em up game. Everyone does that. Everyone so will do that. many of them. Yeah. I mean, there's Parodius, there's Sexy Parodius. There's Choaniki. Wrath of the Black Mana uh, is a game that I'm pretty sure was made as part of a money laundering scheme. (laughs) (laughs) It's really something. This game fucking sucks shit. God damn it. It's terrible. It's got hang gliding, though. (laughs) Oh, well, it's got hang gliding. Oh, well. There's a gang that's kidnapping kids for business purposes, uh, as they put it in the game. Uh, you need to go rescue the kids in each level. Uh, sometimes they're hidden behind walls and whatnot, but for the most part, it is kind of like the last level of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker for the Genesis, where you just have to keep going through doors and hope that the kids are inside of the doors and you rescue them. It's kind of like the E.T. game where you just fall into pits and hope that there's a kind phone of. part in there. Also, uh, walking that back for a second, that's not the final level of Moonwalker. It's the cave level. I think that's one, the one before the last level. Uh, for the most part, Moonwalker, if you go to a door that has a kid, they just walk right out of the door. But there's one level where you actually physically go in there. And either the kid is in there and you save them, or it's a bunch of enemies and they are immediately on your ass. Uh, Wrath of the Black Manta is more like that. If you go into a room that doesn't have a kid, it's probably filled with a bunch of bad guys. Um, you play as a ninja because this is kind of like the, the ninja craze of the NES where you had Ninja Gaiden out and so everyone wanted to be Ninja Gaiden. It's got all these fucking ninja characters. Uh, it also has cutscenes that are reminiscent of Ninja Gaiden and also like Vice Project Doom where you just kind of yeah. have like... Although the, the cutscenes in Wrath of Black Manta I remember are just like traced from comics. Hell yeah, it's from a How to Draw uh, Marvel Comics book. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> there's just there's specifically one character in the first level who uh, it's just this like grinning bad guy with a mustache that is straight up from a How to Draw Marvel Comics book. Fantastic. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Uh, this is part of why I think this was a money laundering scheme. Uh, you well, no, you do so, have... this is. From what I remember, this was a case where it was a game in Japan, and then they localized it and did a bunch of weird stuff to it. Yeah, probably. Like, I think those cutscenes are not in the Japanese version. That would not surprise me. 
if, if this did indeed come from Japan, they would have screwed with the game so much that they did. Did working designs work on this game? <laughs> Maybe. From what I remember, it was called like Ninja Cop, I think. To be fair, I guess, part. like, to be fair, I guess uh, the black man that never enters a room sees a little girl and goes, hey, you on your period or something? <sighs> so it probably wasn't a working designs game. No, this, what was the earliest working designs game anyway? Because this was probably before they were a oh. thing. I need you to look that up. I'm curious what their first localization was. All right. Uh, you do that while I talk about the one feature in this game that I think is fairly unique for this time. But basically, you have a Metal Gear-esque uh, stick-up mechanic where if you like capture one of the bad guys, you can make them talk and give you information, uh, which you would use to find you know, where kids are, are located or to fill in little bits of the story. Uh, most of the time, they don't really tell you anything useful at all, of course. Uh, but I do like seeing Black Mana just go, like, out with it. <laughs> do What's... it. And then the bad guy poops. Do it. <laughs> uh, so, um, Working Design's first game... He poops, by the way. I talked over you. Sorry. Um, the um, first Working Design's stuff was for TurboGrafx-16. Oh, boy. Um, but it looked... I would guess, when I, mean, I haven't seen any of these TurboGrafx-16 games, but I would guess that they didn't really like start doing their thing until Sega CD. Yeah, and that's when you get the Lunar games and Popful Mail and Vey, yeah. whatever Vey is. Popful Mail, I think, is probably the one where their kind of fuckery ends up working the best, though. Popful Mail already has kind of like a sort of sarcastic attitude about it to begin with whereas like lunar those games seem like they're probably very self-serious if you play like a more literal translation to them anyway what i'm saying is i'm pretty sure most of the working design staff just moved on to making like meet and fuck games probably because like the, the writing is about on that level by the tail end of things uh but yeah, Wrath of the Black Mana, it's not a good game. Uh, the controls just feel very off, kind of janky. Uh, the gameplay loop gets very old very quickly. Uh, I am generally not a fan of platformer games where beating the level is contingent on walking into a dozen identical rooms and hoping you find the thing that you need to beat the level. Just, I, I just do not like those kind of games. Um, i trying to remember that Goonies game was like that or not. Goonies game was weird because I don't think that had like proper levels, right? Like that was just sort of a large, almost Metroid kind that, of. That was Goonies 2. Well, there wasn't, I think, a Goonies 1 game. There was just Goonies 2. Yeah. So that's oh, what I'm yeah. talking about. I think there was a Goonies 1 game. But Goonies 2 is based, is supposed to be the sequel to the movie, The Goonies. Yes. And all I of it is so. canon, as we know. <laughs> If they did another Goonies movie, they would have to call it Goonies 3. Goonies 2 had the thing, it was like the um the Friday the 13th game, where you would have yeah. like the first person stuff when you go in a door, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh man, I have the threat, I have that game on cart, Friday the 13th. I should play that. I should play that this October. Um, played for 10 minutes before I'm like, wow, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Off. So here's the answer. Okay. The the first there was a the Goonies game for the NES, but did not come out here. Oh, it came out in Japan for the Famicom. 
Goonies 2 came out here. They localized uh, Goonies 1, but then they redid all the cutscenes, so they just, like, traced over comic books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chunk is, like, really buff. He's doing some sort of bizarre pose. Uh, Wrath of the Black. Here's, yeah. here's a weird thing, by the way, about uh-huh. the first Goonies game. Although it was never sold in retail in North America, Nintendo published an arcade port in North America for the Versus oh. system under the title Versus the Goonies, and also available <laughs> as a Play Choice 10 title. Versus Weird. the Goonies? Like, I'm going to go fight the fucking Goonies? The main theme song for most of the game is a chiptune rendition of Cindy Lauper's The Goonies Are Good Enough. I. I do remember that existing. I've heard that chip team before. I miss Cindy Lopner. It was remixed by Tomoyuki Uchida for Poppin' Music 10 from the Bimani series. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to listen to some music after this. Now, the question is whether or not that's going to be the uh, closing theme to this episode or if it's going to be Brody Quest. You know what? <laughs> no, I know what's going to be. Okay. That's from a phrase you mentioned earlier. Okay. The three hidden items, Konami Man, Vic Viper, and Twinbee, would <laughs> reappear in Castlevania Portrait of Ruin as well as Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. Hell yeah. Yeah. Castlevania go. and Goonies exist canonically within the same universe. <laughs> yep. Just imagine Chunk having to go up against Dracula. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, technically, they also exist in the same universe as uh, Contra because of that stuff that happens in Hardcore. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway, ratings. That's all good and well. Uh, I would say that Wrath of the Black Mana is not even the first Alien vs. Predator of the Predator movies, (laughs) but it's the second one. It's the real bad one. Wow. Yeah. Nothing but... yeah, nothing but disdain for Wrath of the Black Mana. Movie where uh, you can't see anything happening in it because it's so dark. Merciful that I cannot see anything happening in that movie. No, you want to see the Preds. You want to see the aliens. The less I see of it, the less I'll be able to remember it. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And when I think about that movie, I do just think about, like, dark. See no alien vs. Predator, hear no alien vs. Predator, speak no alien vs. Predator. Well, you just did the last one. Shit. God damn it. You messed up. Fuck. Yeah, Wrath of the Black Man is very bad. It's kind of fascinating. Like, it, it might be worth popping into it and, like, playing the first level, but, like, that's all you really need to get a sense of how that game is weird. How's the hang gliding? You never mentioned it. It's been so long, I don't remember how the hang gliding actually is. Like, I cannot, like, communicate it properly. Most of the stuff I remember to talk about, I remember by going back and like rewatching some of a gameplay video and then just having it like click back in place. Like, Oh, right. That that's a thing that happens. Uh, Cause it's probably been like almost two years now since I sat down and played this thing. Um, but I do remember the controls just being kind of floaty and off and janky on top of just the game, just having this, this loop to it that I find to be inherently unenjoyable. Uh, so play the first level. <laughs> it's my recommendation for anyone who's curious about it, uh, but don't play any more than that. Uh, that's it for for that for that retro corner. We're done. So good. Yeah. Uh, next week, I'm sure we'll have more games to talk about. Or no, wait. No, yes, we will. We're recording next week. There will be no stream 
next week. I know we've kind of missed it the last two weeks. We've we've both had stuff that's come up, but uh, next week I'll be out of town, so we won't be doing a stream. But we, we by the time this episode is out, we'll probably already be streaming something, right? No, no d- Friday. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. I thought that we put the podcast out on Friday for a second, so. Easy mistake to make when you have nothing to do with the production or distribution. Yeah. Except for yelling at me uh, about the descriptions. <laughs> I don't yell at you about the descriptions. Not that often. The last <laughs> time I yelled at you, the last time I yelled about about anything to do with the podcast description stuff was how you still had that we talked about wrestling in there. And I was like, that's just factually incorrect. I'm talking about the episode descriptions, but yes. Okay. Well, uh, goodbye, dinosaurs. I guess I yeah, whatever. I'm sorry for stuff I haven't done yet. Things will shortly get completely out of hand. I can feel it in the rotten air tonight. In the tips of my fingers, in the skin on my face, in the weak last gasp of the evening's dying light, in the way those eyes I've always loved. Illuminate this place like a trash can fire In a prison cell Like the searchlights In the parking lots of hell I will walk down to the end With you, if you will come All the way down with me Shit happened.